preacher, why don't you do that right now? Why don't you just praise the Lord right now? Amen. My, 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 I have to praise Him. The reason I have to praise Him is because I am a creature of praise. And I am in love with the King. Hallelujah. You hear me tonight? Amen. I don't have to go around, amen, loving somebody that's not all powerful and almighty. But I have been introduced to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The one which was and which is and is to come. The almighty God. Hallelujah. Amen. Father of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. The creator, the doctor, the lawyer, the supreme, the almighty, the Elohim, the El Shaddai. Who got a hold of the ecclesia. Amen. And brought us out that he might bring us in to the glorious gospel of Jesus. Christ. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the preacher again tonight. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. What a wonderful, wonderful night this is. Amen to sing and to worship. I thought as the singers were singing, the choir was singing. Amen. The Johnson girls sung earlier today and they blessed my heart so well. Others that sung done such a great job. But tonight, amen, this is a night that we're just going to have ourselves a time. We're going to glorify God the very best we possibly can. Amen. And tonight I'm just going to be the mailman, if that's all right. Hallelujah. Now it's up to you whether you open the mail or not. It's up to you whether you read the letter or not. I'm just going to deliver the mail as God give it to me. Hallelujah. I'm the conductor wire from the power station. Amen. Tonight, and all you've got to do is plug in to the move of God's Spirit that we feel in this place right now. And we're going to leave this place anointed and set on fire by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Where have you folks been? We've been to the house of God. How come you're so happy? Because we know that our sins have been washed away. How come you're so different? Because he brought us out to bring us in that we might have life and have that life more abundantly. We are not living on the edge. We're not living on the precipice. But we tonight are walking the holy gospel road that Jesus Christ has set before us. We are the children of the King. Amen. Grab your Bibles and turn with me to the sixth chapter of the book of 2 Samuel. I'd like to read. How wonderful the Lord is tonight. Isn't he great? Isn't he great? I appreciate this fine group of young people tonight. Amen. You never know what I might do because I might need you tonight before this night is o'er. Amen. The young man I noticed that was on the front row last night is not there tonight. If I whooped him too hard, I apologize. Amen. But he, I think he moved back on me. Praise God. You girls are awful brave right there. You too. Amen. But we appreciate the Lord. I'm going to read tonight 2 Samuel chapter number 6. Not, nothing new. I, I don't preach anything new because this gospel is not new. The Bible said there's nothing new under the sun. This is salvation. This is wonderful experience that can change you and liberate you. And I want to do my best tonight to just go to the Word. 2 Samuel chapter number 6, reading at verse number 13 through 15. Then I want to stop drop down and pick up if I may at verse number 20 amen 2nd Samuel chapter number 
6. I love the Old Testament tonight. The Bible said it's a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. I love sitting under the schoolmaster. Hallelujah. And don't you think for one minute he won't smack your knuckles. That's right. He'll do it. Verse number 13. And it was so that when they bear the ark of the Lord had gone, they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces. Now notice this. One, two, three, four, five, six. They didn't go any farther than that. And here's what they done. After they had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. Everybody say that. He sacrificed oxen and fatlings. How far did he go? What did he do? Oh, my Lord, he didn't go very far till he done that. You can't go far before you sacrifice. Amen. Don't wait too long between your sacrifices. Listen to me tonight. And David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Oh, I like that. And David was girded with a linen ephod. Now remember that. David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought the ark of the Lord with up, up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet dropping down to verse number 20 then David returned to bless his household and Michael the daughter of Saul came out to meet David and said how glorious notice the sarcastic tone how glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. Notice this. She was likening the worship of David unto sinful things. She was. Said, here you are uncovering yourself as a sinner man out there would uncover himself. But that wasn't true. That wasn't true. Listen to this. And David said unto Michael, It was before the Lord. What I done was before the Lord, which chose me before thy father and before all this house to appoint me a ruler over the people of the Lord and over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord. Oh my God. And I will yet be more vile than thus and will be base in mine own sight. And of the maid servants which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I be had in honor. Therefore Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children until the, until the day of her death. You may be seated. Praise God. You know, it's a sad thing when the real blessing of God falls into the hands of the adversary. That's right. The onset of the scripture that I have read to you tonight talks about that the ark of God was carried away into captivity like the children of Israel were carried away into captivity and was kept seven months by the Philistines. The thing about it was, folks, that it was the worst seven months that the Philistines had ever known. I'm telling you to them, 
it was a terrible, terrible seven months. And the thing it was, they had watched the children of Israel bear the Ark of the Covenant, and when they carried that thing, Brother Richie, the, and, and begin to march and they watched them they were peeping through their old-fashioned looking glasses no doubt and they saw Israel come to the banks of the Jordan River amen they watched them go to places with that ark and they could actually see the water part and stand still and do all kinds of things they watched them and they had spies no doubt and they saw when they would gather around and the presence of the Lord would move because the Lord told Israel, anytime you want me, here's where you're going to find me. I'm going to be right above the mercy seat now, right in between the two cherubims. And if you want me, that's where I'm going to be. So the Philistines had watched that and they said, man, we'd like to have that kind of power. We'd like to have that kind of glory. We'd like to have that kind of move of the Spirit. We'd like to be able to run the aisles and dance and speak in tongues like them folks do. Man, we'd love to have the experience that they've got. And so they devised a plan that they would snatch away the blessings of the Lord. And they said, if we get that, then friend, we're going to have it made. But let me tell you something tonight. Not everybody can handle this truth. Hear me now. Not everybody can get their hands on this and make it work for them. The thing about it is, it works for the church. Healing and victory and power and anointing and delivery and separation works for the church simply because we have been brought out by God. You see, the reason we can handle this thing is because we have been washed. We have not been washed in water, but we have been washed in the blood. We are different. Hear me now. You ought to thank God tonight that you're a different kind of people. The reason you're different is because you have been bought with a price. The right said you are not your own anymore amen you do not own yourself per se but you have been bought with a heavenly ransom my friend and God has pulled you out and set your feet on a solid rock so Israel amen was without the ark of the covenant amen for a long time and they didn't know what to do here the Philistines had had this thing for seven months and the havoc that it raised in the Philistine camp was unbelievable the God that they served, Dagon could not stand before the face of the ark of God. Do you know why? Because every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And when they put it in the house of God, amen, and they set it before rather the house of Dagon, and they set it before the stone idol, even though it had eyes that could not see, and had ears that could not hear, and hands that could not move, but in the presence of God. Some way, somehow it found the strength, it found the power to bow in the presence of the almighty God and give obeisance to the king. And they could not understand that. Oh, hallelujah. My God, I feel like preaching again tonight. And they could not understand that. How in the world can a stone idol that sat there in that temple for who knows how many years, elder and it did not move. It never one time moved one centimeter. Amen. It stayed right there on the pedestal where the crafters had put it. But when you put the ark of God in front of it and you walk off and leave it, there's something got in that old stone idol that it had to fall down before the face of the almighty God and render itself obeisance to the king and say yes 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 thou art God thou art the almighty thou art 
Oh, hallelujah. Woo! I know who you are. Like the devil said, Paul, I know. And Jesus, I know. Amen to the seven sons of Siva. But he said, who are you? Hallelujah. They came back in and they said, oh, pop belly back up again. Amen. They walked out at the end of the day's service. Amen. They come back the next morning. Somehow that old boy had got enough power and enough mobility to fall down before the face of the ark of God again. Amen. Well, we'll try it one more time. They set him back up again. When they set him up the third time, amen, they said, well, everything's going to be all right now. He's not going to bow to that thing another time. When they came back in the next morning, folks, I want to tell you not only had he bowed, amen, but he had been broke to pieces. Now let me tell you something. The Bible said whosoever falls upon this rock shall be saved. Amen. But whosoever falls to this rock falls upon, he's going to grind them to powder. So there was something about that. When that old devil sat right there and looked at that ark, even though he didn't have eyes that could see, amen, he had to bow himself down before the throne of the Almighty God. Listen to me tonight, folks. There's not a person in this building who will not bow who will not confess, who will not magnify, who will not glorify the king of the king one of these days. If it's not tonight, it's going to be sometime. If it's not tonight, it's my God. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like running tonight. If it's not tonight, it's going to be sometime. Somebody, my God's going to die. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so they said, we got to get rid of this thing. And the hand of God came through the camp, raised all kind of havoc, smote them with emeralds, the Bible said in their private parts. Amen. They had a problem. What are we going to do? They said, we can't send it away without sending an offering with it. Amen. That's a good lesson for you. Don't come to church hallelujah, without an offering. Can't send it away without sending an offering with it. Hey man, we're going to make us some golden mice and put in a little container. And we're going to make some images of these emeralds we're having trouble with. And we're going to put them in there. Hey, we want to send them things away too. Hey man, that ark is hurting us as bad as these emeralds. Hallelujah. Hey man, so we're going to send them away with the ark. And that they did. And they got rid of it. And they shipped it out of the country. Hey man, when they sent it along the way. Hey man, it came to another place. And when they saw it coming, the Philistines said, my God, don't bring that thing in here. We don't know how to handle it. And that's the problem today with the church world. They don't know how to handle this Holy Ghost. You know what it is? You don't handle it. You let it handle you. Hallelujah. Oh my God. You let it get a hold of you and turn you inside out and upside down and make a difference in your life. When you feel it move on you and it just cut loose and shout. Cut loose and magnify God. Cut loose and let the Lord have control. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh God! Amen! We got to get it out of here. They sent it finally to the house of Abinadab, and it stayed in the house of Abinadab for twenty years. Twenty years! My, oh Israel wanted it back so bad. David, the king that he was, Amen, said, "I want to bring the ark of God home." I'd love to bring it home. It's brought shame and it's brought reproach 
to those who stole it away. There's nothing any more embarrassing than to have emrods. Look up in your Bible and you'll find out what it is. You talk about embarrassing. Amen. It's an embarrassing. And so it brought shame to them. It brought trouble to the household of the Philistines. Amen. These people today who say they have the Holy Ghost and don't live godly lives, look at them. In the past two years, you have seen their teleministries fall. You have seen their kingdoms and their empires crash down. You have seen their marriages fall apart. You know why? Because they can't handle this thing. They don't know anything about it. Like the priest have to bear the ark. Only the church can bear the fruit of the Spirit. Only the church can bear the gifts of the Spirit. Only the church can bear the anointing of the Almighty God. I feel it tonight. Amen. It's moving here and it's moving here. It's moving down here. The power and the promise of Jesus Christ is in this place tonight. Hallelujah. We've got to bring it home. My God, we've got to get it home. And David said, let's go get it. The Philistines had moved it on an ox cart, if you please. They had used milk cows to tug it along. Amen. And when it got to the house of Abinadab, they took a big rock and they smashed that ox cart to pieces. Amen. And they sacrificed the cows. Amen. And they set it on a great big rock there. And there's where it sat until David came to get it. Well, the Philistines moved it by ox cart because he inquired, no doubt, how did it come in here? Not knowing really because it had been so long since David had saw it transported, if he remembered at all, that he said, we'll build us a new cart. Amen. And we'll put new wheels on it and we'll stabilize it real well. We'll get us some milk kind and we'll take it back to the house of God. Amen. When they'd done that, the Bible teaches us that there was a problem that arose. And that was, friend, that there were two men that were going with the ark. One was a high ho who was going in front of the ark. And Asa who was coming behind the ark. And the Bible said that the ark began to topple. It began to look to get a little unstable. And Asa not really knowing the command of the Lord. He put his hand up to do a favor. And when he touched the ark, God struck him dead. The Bible said because he caused a breach with Uzzah. Amen. And Uzzah fell dead. It upset David and it scared David. David thought, God, here I am trying to bring the ark of God home. Here I am trying to do what I need to be done. And one of the men that went with me that was a faithful man was struck down. But David, listen to me. There's only one way to carry this thing. There's only one way to transport this thing. You see, the Israelites need to know this. You have laws and you have Bible and you my friend have the word of God. Pick it up and begin to read. David went home and began to inquire and began to remember seeing the gold rings on the side of the ark and the stays that was shoved through those rings and he realized if this thing was going to be carried it was going to have to be carried by the priestly tribe. The Levites was going to have to bear it. Nobody else could bear that ark. And preparation was made. Listen to me now. And David said, we're going to go get it, boys. Hey, man, I want you to get ready. What are we going to take, David? We're going to have church. I want you to get your tambourines. I want you to get your sultry. I want you to get your sackbut. I want you to get your dulcimer. Hey, man, if we got a ham and organ, let's drag that out. Hey, man, we're going to go get that ark. And we're going to bring it back home. We're going to have ourselves a time.
name. Amen. David said, listen, I'm not ashamed of that ark. I'm not ashamed of what it represents. I'm not ashamed that I've been called of God. I'm not ashamed that I know the truth. I'm not ashamed I love the Lord. I'm not ashamed, friend. I have found something in God that the world couldn't give me and the world can't take it away. I'm not ashamed. When I go to church, I'm going to grab the ark. When I go to church, I want to bear a spirit. When I go to church, I'm going to sing and shout. When I go to church, I'm going to have myself a tie. I'm not ashamed. No, 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 a thousand times. No, I'm not ashamed. Hallelujah. And so they got ready to have church. David went down and he got the ark and they did just that. In the reading of the scripture, <coughs> pardon me, in the reading of the scripture, they picked up the ark like they were supposed to. Amen. And David said, now listen boys, it's been a long time since we had this in our midst, but we're going to keep it now. We're going to have ourselves a time. Listen, don't let modernism and don't let worldliness creep in. We're going to keep this thing in our midst. We want our young people still to shout. We want them still to magnify God. We want grandma, she wants to get out and dance. Hey man, I want her to get out and dance. I want her to have herself a time. David said, let's go get that ark. They picked it up. Hey man, the Bible said they started out. How far did they get, preacher? I'm telling you what, it wasn't but six pieces. And the Holy Ghost hit King David. And he began to dance. Hey man, and he said, this is a good time to build a sacrifice for the Lord. I feel like tonight, friend, that in this camp meeting, it's a good time to have a sacrifice for the Lord. It's a good time for somebody to stop right where you are and lift your hands to God and dance in the Spirit and let God set you on fire. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, God. Whew. I feel what hit David. I feel what touched David. I feel what moved on David. I feel what inspired him. I feel what moved him. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible said this, that David danced before the Lord. He didn't do the two-step. He didn't do the boot scooting biggie. Well, he didn't do the twist. But he done a Holy Ghost dance. Oh my God. Done a Holy Ghost dance. Somebody said, I ain't never seen David dance like that before. Hey, watch him. Look at that. Hey Amen. This one fella comes up here. Hey man, he has to have a bruised tiny end because he kicks himself so much when he shouts. I never seen anything like in my life. Boom! I thought, oh Lord, I can't even get my legs up that high. Hey Amen. No wonder he keeps on shouting. He thinks somebody behind him. I said, go on, man. Go on. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
listen, I want to preach to you. And so the Bible said that he just had himself a time. Amen. David got come plum beside himself. Amen. He didn't care who was around him. He didn't care who saw him. He was not ashamed. Listen to me. Amen. The Bible says he, he pulled off. What did he do? He pulled off his kingly garment. That's what he did. But the Bible didn't say he was naked. The Bible said he had on a linen ephod. Listen to this now. Or a linen girdle rather. Amen. And David was dancing before the Lord with that linen garment on that he wore under his kingly garment up in the window of the upstairs of the big castle there stood Miss Carnality and Miss Carnality was looking out and saying oh I wonder when my King David's going to be home I wonder when my fella's going to be home the same girl that one time risked her life amen to save David and actually lied to her own father to save David's life now the girl was getting embarrassed oh she thought David all right here he come down the road. There he was. She did not see the tapestry of a king's garment. But she saw that linen, amen, the girl that it had on. And he, she saw a different color than she had ever seen. I don't know what color it was. Amen. But I guarantee you it stood out. And David was having himself a time. Amen. He'd shout this way. And then he'd shout that way. He'd shout forward. And he'd shout backward. He'd stand and jump in the spirit. He'd probably grab one of the servants and he'd have himself a time. He'd kick up his heels and he would praise God. Oh, hallelujah. I love it when I bring the ark back home. Oh, God, oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Michael looked at him. She was ashamed. Oh, God. How can a king be so demonstrative how can a king be so beside himself? How can a king lay aside his dignity if she could only saw prophetically in the future that the king of kings laid aside his dignity, that the king of kings laid aside his throne, amen, laid aside his garment, amen, and came to a world to seek and save a world which was lost. She was embarrassed. That's one thing the devil likes to do. He likes to make folks ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Paul said this, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. I am not ashamed of this thing. I am proud in my heart and proud in my soul that when I come to church if I want to run honey you just get out of my way. If I want to dance just get out of my way. If I want to shout get out of my way. I'm serving my God. I'm serving my King. I'm serving the Savior of the world. Oh hallelujah. Amen. The devil wants to make this a sad trip for young people. He wants to throw a guilt complex their way. He wants to make mom feel embarrassed when the Holy Ghost hits her. Ooh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. You listen to me now. He wants to make you feel embarrassed when you lift your hands and love the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Old David was so happy when he got back with the Ark of the Covenant brother 
and they set that thing down. Old David said, we're going to have us a big dinner. And the Bible said he'd give them all a large portion of meat. Amen. He just didn't fix them a McDonald's hamburger. And he did not give them, friend, the Wendy's. But he'd give them a large portion of meat and a flagon of wine. They sat down and they had themselves a meal. Listen, come and dine. The master called of come and dine. You're not going to leave this table hungry. You're not going to leave this table unfed. You're not going to leave this table empty. You're not going to leave this table wanting. You're not going to leave this table not having. God has got something that's sufficient for you tonight. Oh, hallelujah. My, 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 my. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Michael saw him. She waited by the door. Kind of like Sister Willis when I go somewhere and don't get back on time. She waited at the door. Here come David in. His hair all messed up. That's right. His necktie all backwards. Listen to me, folks. Come here, son. Come here, old hallelujah. Here he come. My God. He come in. She said, where have you been? Oh, God. I've been to church. He's a little drunk in the spirit, you know. I've been to church, honey. Oh, you talk about a time. You never saw folks dance like them people dance. You never seen such hairdos, hallelujah, like them hairdos. You never seen it. Oh, my God. Oh, hallelujah. didn't come to take up space. You got to admit he looks better. Hallelujah. Oh God. David come back in home. You know what he come back in home for? He wanted to bless his household. Sure. Hey honey, you don't know what I got today. Ooh. Ooh. That one brother was dancing tonight. He was getting with it. He come back home and he wanted to bless his household. First thing he met when he come in was Miss Carnality. Hallelujah. And she said, wasn't you a sight today? I went to church with you. You made me embarrassed. Got the idea now, son. Oh, hallelujah. You embarrass me. In front of all those people, you embarrass me. In front of all them folks, you embarrass me. There you was, you laid aside the kingly garment. Listen to me now. 
I saw you, you just threw it. And all you had on was that linen girdle. Oh, hallelujah. We don't need the pumptuous splendor of the world. You hear me? We don't need to line up and learn how to dance like chorus girls and chorus boys. We need to know what to do when the Holy Ghost hits us. We need to know what to do when the power of God hits us back in the small of the back. And all of a sudden our body slings backwards and our feet begin to dance. Oh, hallelujah. We need to know what it is to yield to the moving power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Michael said, you embarrass me. The devil don't want you to have a good time. When you come to church, here's his favorite color. Here's what he wants you to do. The devil wants to get you down. He don't want... Oh, come here, honey. Oh, my God. Come here, sir. Oh, hallelujah. Hold it right there, would you please? Wasn't that a wonderful service tonight? Old Brother Ben went to sleep on the second row. I never got embarrassed though because the preacher didn't get loud. And I never got embarrassed because them young people wasn't out there dancing like they do. I didn't get embarrassed and the preacher didn't preach very loud because I told the sound man to cut him down. You know what comes with that old blackened spirit? No blessing. No power, no victory, no love, no mercy, no joy, no life, no peace, no blessing. Oh, my God. Oh, hallelujah. Come here a minute, son. Hallelujah. Stand right here a minute. Hallelujah. Oh, we had such a wonderful time. We went to camp meeting and nobody shouted. Nobody danced. There were people that sat on the back row purposely because they didn't want to get under the spout where the glory come out. Amen. Hallelujah. Little Billy didn't want to turn loose because he was sitting beside little Sally. Listen to me, honey. I want to tell you something. You better get them morning rags off and you better get you some rejoicing duds on because we're having camp meeting here tonight. We're here glorifying and magnifying and pleasing God. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Listen to me. We're the church. We're the church. We're the church. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hallelujah. I don't like that color. The devil can toss his cape around you if you want to let him, but not me. You see, when I threw aside my worldly cape, when I threw aside my worldly cape, I'm going to tell you what he gave me, folks. Listen here. He gave me a covering of his blood. Woo! Hear me now. I'm going to tell you something. Here's what the Holy Ghost will do for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody said, what is it about red? Hallelujah. You can take a red thing like this out in the woods and even a bull gets mad at it. Hallelujah. 
You hear me? All them old bully spirits get toughened up. They don't like this color. You know why? It represents the blood. I said it represents the blood. The blood. The precious blood. The powerful blood. The healing blood. Oh my God. The delivering blood of the Lamb. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus Christ. God. Good God. Amen. When Jesus came, he snatched off the black robe of morbidness. Listen to me. He snatched off the black robe of guilt. He snatched off the black robe of shame. He snatched it off. Oh, hallelujah. Then he come with a covering. Then he come with a covering of his precious blood. Hallelujah. I feel tonight like there's some folks in here tonight. Amen. It's about time you get rid of that old black covering. Amen, brother. And just get covered by the blood. Did you hear me tonight? Come on. What's God doing? He's covering this young lady with the blood. He's covering this dad with the blood. He's covering this girl with the blood. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. There's nothing like the blood. Nothing like the blood. Nothing like the blood. Good God Almighty. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Let me tell you something. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I got to tell this. There's a black man in Dayton, Ohio. Hallelujah. His name was Brother Postel. Brother Postel wanted the Holy Ghost, brother. Amen. Somebody said, Oh, I'd get the Holy Ghost, but I don't want to go up there in front of all them people and pray. I don't want to go up there and make a fool out of myself. I don't want to go up in that camp meeting and stand there and somebody come up around me and spit in my face and blow their wretched breath on me. But old Brother Postel wanted the Holy Ghost. Brother Postel worked at General Motors in Dayton, Ohio. Delco Products. Hey man, he got baptized in Jesus' name. Hey man, that black fellow went down in Jesus' name. He come out. He didn't get the Holy Ghost right away. Hey man, but one day on the job, he was working the assembly line. Hey man, he wanted God so bad. He wanted God so good. He just wanted God. And he said to the Lord, Lord, I want the Holy wasn't he ashamed no he wasn't ashamed was he ashamed no he wasn't ashamed are you ashamed no I'm not ashamed I'm glad to know who Jesus is brother Postel he stood there and done that all morning long he'd pick them up and put them together and put them back down and he kept saying oh God oh God I want the Holy Ghost People would walk by and hear him. And that black brogue of his, I want the Holy Ghost, Lord. And he'd just say on, say on. Put that together. Put it down. Put it together. Put it down. Amen. Wasn't until about, about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Amen. He got a David experience. Right there on the assembly line. He stopped worrying about parts and stopped worrying about starters. And God gave him a jump start. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Hey man, the Holy Ghost hit old brother Postel. Hey man, 
man, he threw his hands up and began to shout. He began to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. As the Spirit of God gives utterance. Amen. They grabbed Brother Postel and put him on a stretcher. They thought he was having a seizure. They rushed him down to the emergency room. About that time, his foreman came by. His foreman knew something about Pentecost. Amen. He said, just leave him alone. He'll be all right. What do you mean this man's sick? He said, that man ain't sick. He's not having a fit. He's having a benefit. Hallelujah. A benefit. A benefit. Oh, oh, oh. Hallelujah. My God, I feel the blood tonight. I said, I feel the blood tonight. Amen, Brother Hoyt. I feel the blood. Oh, hallelujah. I feel this thing. It's all over here. The blood of the Lamb is moving through this place tonight. I want you to come tonight. If you need God, I want you to get out of that seat. I want you to dance, dance, dance before the Lord. Shame, we're not ashamed. Sing it, let's worship God tonight. Hallelujah.